How can we recover after losing heart? Thank you for this continued opportunity to share some thoughts from the Word of God. Life can throw some challenges our way. While some are expected and easily overcome, some can shake us to the very core of our being. At some of our darkest moments, our faith can be weakened. The concept of a battle and fighting that battle is throughout our Bible, so this is not something new. While hearing of the difficulty of others might not have a life-changing impact on us, there is value in seeing others conquer their trials. Thank you for joining us once again for another study of God's Word brought to you by the Church of Christ in Ben, Arkansas. One of the writers of the Psalms was Asaph. He is credited with writing Psalms 50 and Psalms 70 through 83. He is not a well-known biblical character, yet he was very well-known during his time. Asaph was one of the members of the tribe of Levi, and if you recall, it was the tribe of Levi that was in charge of all things related to worship, the tabernacle, the temple, sacrifices, and everything involved in the day-to-day activities. This was a full-time job for the tribe of Levi. Asaph was not just a typical Levite, but 1 Chronicles 16 tells us he was the chief Levite to minister before the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Lord. So he was at the higher end of responsibilities. And as such, he also had many experiences to call on in his life. He shares some of these experiences in the 73rd Psalm. He says in verse 1, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Now let's pause just a moment. Be sure we grasp at that term as that's our focus for today, the heart. From Vine's Dictionary, we get the following definition. As the heart is the chief organ of life, occupying an important place in the human system, it is an easy transition that the word came to stand for man's entire mental and moral activity, both the rational and the emotional elements. In other words, the heart is used figuratively for the hidden springs of personal life. You might also read that it refers to the character of man, the soul or mind of man. It has the fountain or the seat of man's thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, and endeavors. And when I read that last phrase from Vines, used figuratively for the hidden springs of personal life, I didn't give it much thought until later in this study. The hidden springs of personal life. Let's make a note of that. We'll come back. So, God is good, Asaph said, to those that have their thinking, their processing, their acting, their emotions, their heart in check. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Then verse 2, but as for me, my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped. That got my attention. Here was someone that was as involved as really one could be in understanding the law, knowing God and his dealing with man's at a level many simply could not comprehend and understand, and yet he confesses that he almost slipped. Now, that's giving us some insight to the outcome that he didn't slip, so we know there's quite possibly a good ending to his writing, but let's follow through that experience of Asaph. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet came close to stumbling, my steps had almost slipped. Then we read in verse 3 and following. Why? For I was envious of the arrogant, as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. 
for there are no pains in their death, and their body is fat. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Their garment of violence covers them. Their eyes bulge from fatness. The imaginations of their heart run riot. They mock and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. They have set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue parades through the earth. Therefore his people return to this place, and waters of abundance are drunk by them. They said, How does God know? And is there knowledge with the Most High? Behold, these are wicked and are always at ease. They have increased in wealth. He draws a brief conclusion in verse 13 after saying all of these things in his observations of the world around him. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. Verse 14, for I have been stricken all the day long and chastened every morning. And then if I had said, I will speak thus, verse 15, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. So back to vines, hidden springs of personal life. It appears that this life challenge of Asaph was something only known to him. And this could very well often be the case with us, that the things we have the greatest challenge with are hidden deeply in our soul, deep inside the core of man, where his hardest decisions are battled. Asaph notes that it was good that he did not even have a chance to talk as it would have not ended well at all. He had some influence in the position that he, he had without any doubt. He struggled, we read next in verse 16, he struggled to put it all together. When I pondered to understand this, it was troublesome in my sight. And then a word in verse 17, until. This changes the scene. It was about, he said, I was about to stumble. I was about to slip. My soul was deeply troubled until. Until what? What happened that possibly led him out of this very dark personal place. Verse 17, until, until I came into the sanctuary of God, then I perceived therein. The place he was so familiar with, he saw the sanctuary day in and day out, but this time it was a bit different. Though it all had been in sight for so long, you can almost hear him say as he entered the holy place, holy place wait a minute, something is very wrong here. And I refocused and I perceived therein. As history bore record of the blessings and cursings of God, blessings to those that obeyed and cursing to those that did not in his recent history and also the distant history of Israel. Then verse 17, until I came into the sanctuary of God, then I perceived therein. Surely you set them in slippery places you cast them down to destruction. How they are destroyed in a moment. How are they utterly swept away by sudden terrors? Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when roused, you will despise their form. Back from them to him in verse 21. When my heart was embittered and I was pierced within. His what? When my heart was embittered and I was pierced within. Then I was senseless 
and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. And then another pivot. Nevertheless, in verse 23, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. You can see the weight gradually being lifted as he concludes this psalm. With your counsel, with your counsel, you will guide me and afterwards receive me in glory, whom I have in heaven but you. And beside you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For before those who are far from you will perish, you have destroyed all of those who are unfaithful to you. And then a declaration, the summary of it all. But as for me, the nearness of my God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of your works. This experience seems to reappear later in one of his writings in Psalm 77. He starts off asking some rhetorical questions at the onset. With the background of Psalm 73, there still appears to be a few clouds, but certainly the sun is beginning to shine bright. We pick up in verse 1 of Psalm 77. For the choir director, according to Jedotham, a psalm of Asaph, my voice rises to God, I will cry aloud, my voice rises to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. In the night, my hand was stretched out with weariness. My soul refused to be comforted. When I remember God, then I am disturbed. When I sigh, then my spirit grows faint. Selah. You have held my eyelids open. I am so troubled I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate my heart and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject forever? And will he never be favorable again? Has his loving kindness ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Or has he in anger withdrawn his compassion? Selah. Then I said, it is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. Your way, O God, Asaph said, is holy. And what God is great like our God. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples. You have made by your power redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, O God. The waters saw you. They were in anguish. The deeps were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth a sound. Your arrows flashed here and there, perhaps alluding to Noah. The sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightnings lit up the world, and the earth shimbled, trembled and shook. Your way was in the sea, and your paths in the mighty waters, and your footprints may not be known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. This ending language is very similar to in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. While some think that a loving God would have a wall around us and protect us from these kinds of experiences that could get us very close to slipping, but actually, this kind of experience is common. New Testament Christians were told to be careful of the trials of their faith. First Peter chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled, which will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith 
for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Christ told his early followers in John chapter 16, These things have I spoken to you, verse 33, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. We looked at what James said about this recently, but let's reconsider it in light of what we have talked about in the first few verses of James chapter 1. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Following the listing of some of the characters noted in chapter 11 of Hebrews, the writer adds in the first two verses of chapter 12, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance, or weight, the King James Version says, and the sin which so easily entangles us, interesting word, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Asaph seemed to realize something had changed, and that something was not God. That something was Asaph. We too can find ourselves in some very challenging places where faith is tested, where we are hurt to the core of our very being, and looking for answers, we can blame God. And when God has told his children that there is benefit from these experiences, you grow, your weakness becomes stronger, you become wiser, you become more perfect. You are proving your faith in our almighty God. Our time is gone. We thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.